Do us a quick favor, guys. Hit the follow subscribe button. Share this with someone who would benefit from it. And help us grow, as the more we grow, the better the episodes will get. Thanks, guys, for helping us. And let's get into the episode. Welcome back to this episode of the Sculptor Podcast. Today, as we uh, do every, you know, so often, uh, we are going through Relentless. Now, there is only three chapters left of Relentless now, which is, after today, only two. And today's episode will be, you trust very few people, and those you trust better never let you down. Then, it's you don't recognize failure. You know there's more than one way to get what you want. And the last one is you don't celebrate your achievements because you always want more. So, if you look at it, there's not much left. So, we're, we're almost there. Exciting. Definitely exciting. And um, probably a little bit longer than I would have hoped, if I'm being honest. But I, when I, when I had surgery and I was doing the podcasts then, I just was, I had, I had a lot of time to just get some good episodes out. So I was like, all right, let's just get some good episodes out. Um, but yeah, so this episode, and actually I just wanted to start off with saying, I had some really good thoughts this morning. Typically when I'm doing my training by myself, uh, I just get the best thoughts. Like just training by myself, I'm, I'm always thinking, I'm listening to a good podcast and then my mind is just flowing and I'm just going. And I get some really good thoughts, and I, and I was just thinking today, uh, and also the other day and the day before that, and this morning I had a really good thought that I previously forgot to mention, and what that thought was. Now I do have these random thoughts at random times to why I like I can put two and two together without context, um, for a bigger cause, and what that what that was today was I realised one reason why I also never went to parties or never indulged in that kind of lifestyle was because I always realized that that's so tempting and it will always be so tempting and I knew I remember when I first started doing training by myself I hated it and it would be such a struggle for me to do and I realized that and I this would have been a very surface level understanding for sure because I definitely didn't have the vocabulary or complete understanding of of psychology behavior and all of this that I do now, not to say that I have a massive degree of uh, education in this, I mean, firstly, it's all self-taught, and then secondly, I'm sure I miss many, many uh, specific aspects, but I would like to think I am informed enough in, in, in my area, well, not enough, but I do my research here and there, you know, and I try and think critically enough, but essentially, one reason why I didn't uh, go to parties is because I realized that the more I was procrastinating the more I was on TikTok uh for for example when I was younger I actually don't know if it was TikTok back when I was young but it must have been I was free on Instagram a fair bit uh watching all these different YouTube videos that were just releasing uh endorphins and, and dopamine and just rewarding me for nothing I would, I'd always realize that the more I did that the harder it was to train and I think a podcast episode made me realize how true that was and what that is, is you have dopamine that is given to you, or you can earn your dopamine. And I realized that whenever I got dopamine given to me, naturally, I'm just going to take that because I have to suffer for my dopamine in other ways, right? When I finished training this morning, I kid you not, it was a tough one this morning. I was like, all right, let's, let's just do 45 minutes. 
turning a 45 minute day this morning well bearing in mind I, I do another session I'm about to go out for another session now but um this morning I'm thinking yeah, just get 45 in just get 45 it'll be solid now don't get me wrong a 45 minute session in that I do is good you when you might do a 45 minute session you also might do it well but there'll be other people who do it really badly and I'm I do pride myself on the quality of my training sessions and, and the attention to detail that I put in them and the drills and the non-stop that I put in them. I have very, very efficient training sessions. But essentially, I realized that during this training session, and I've always, I've done this many a times, I, I know that if I, even if I say before I go to the training session, or I have an idea of what that training session is going to look like, for example, duration-wise, I'm going to say, okay, hour 15, done. Then ice bath, stretch, whatever, recover get ready for the next session in the evening, do it that way. Now, as I said this morning, it was tough for me. And that was because I finished late last night with team training. And uh, yeah, I'm just feeling not up for it. So I keep on saying in my head, just get 45 in. And now I look 30 minutes in and I'm like, if I really got only 15 minutes left, I can't do that. I can't do that. And I kept on. So I bargained with myself in the first 15. In the warm-up, I was just bargaining with myself. I'm like, Ugh. Maybe it's 45 minutes today instead of the hour and 15 that I wanted to do. And I kept on bargaining with myself. And then the next 15 minutes later, I kept on bargaining with myself the reverse way. I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay, let's get an hour in. And then when it gets to the 45-minute mark, I'm like, I still need to do more. I actually really need to do more. And I did more. And I got to that hour 15, which, which I normally do in the mornings. And seriously, after training, I don't know what it feels like to take drugs or to do anything of that sort but that is the most natural high I think you can ever get like my body depleted I'm just sitting there feeling so good so good because I didn't want to do anything this morning I wish I didn't even train this morning but I did an hour and 15 minutes got a good session and pushed my body and gave, gave it all I could there's nothing better like seriously I always talk about how I hate training I hope that you can realize that I hated that hour and 15. But that five minutes afterwards, I was all worth it. It was the best. And that set my day. It propelled my day forwards. Now the rest of my six hours since last session has been really good. Because I pushed myself. I didn't want to do it. It's exactly what uh, I referred to in a recent episode with the AMCC with Andrew Huberman. That, uh, anterior, mid, central cortex, whatever it is. And Andrew Huberman was talking about how that's your like willpower uh, part of your brain. He was speaking with... Um, Dave Goggins about. And I do truly believe that I have a very um big part of big part of my brain, which is my AMCC. But great feeling. Now, after that, it, it made me well actually during that, I was thinking about why I never went to parties and why I realized that that was always so dangerous for me. And when I when I say dangerous, I truly mean dangerous. Um and it's because Similar to social media, you're pretty much given your dopamine. Every single piece of dopamine that I want, I want to work for it. Because when I get given it, human instinct would tell you to naturally... I mean, it's just more efficient. So you get given your dopamine rather than to be essentially uh, work for it. It makes so much more sense. But in, in the life that we live right now, Getting given things 
is so easy to do. I can sit on my day, sorry, I can sit all day on my phone and get given all of these dopamine, um, dopamine hits essentially, and I don't have to move a single part of my body, which will mean, statistically and and, and physically, why should I earn my dopamine when I have to do so much more work for it? And I don't even get as much as I do from scrolling on TikTok all day. So why is it? What? Why? Why should I? Really? Why should I earn my dopamine if it's given to me? And that's why so many people struggle. So so many people struggle. And what I realize is that exactly like parties, TikTok is the same. And exactly like TikTok, parties are the same. Now I do think that parties are dangerous for many different things. Um, I mean, I just firstly hate the degeneracy. I hate all of the things that happen at Hardee's. I think it's the risk and reward. I hear too many bad things of, you know, even if it's one in a thousand, that one in a thousand isn't worth it for me. I would rather go out doing something positive than doing something that's on the air. Of course, like air, when you air the, when you, whatever that is, when you, if you, if you haven't listened to me before, my uh, vocabulary has suffered a lot. So, um, other than Germany, if this is really your first episode, um, but yeah, Airing the bridge of caution, whatever that is. Um, I don't want to risk that, even if it's one in a thousand, even if it's one in a million. If it's something negative, I don't want to risk that because, again, if you know me, I'm always saying I'm the exception to the rule. So every single time that I do something that is a negative thing, I'm always going to think, even if it is one in a million, that one in a million will be me. Now, delusional, yes. Uh, purposeful, yes. And also realistic, yes, because... I don't have that same delusion for a lottery ticket, for example. Um, The reason why I have that delusion is because I can attach it to my own results, right? The reason why I think that I will always be the one in a million out of the football is because I think that I'm going to work the hardest out of all those one in a million. And I think that's the same with the other things um, because I believe that I should suffer. My life should be hard because if I truly believe that I am going to be something so great and I truly believe I can get there, then I also have to truly believe that I'm going to have to suffer. I, I thought about this in a podcast episode today that I listening to. Every single famous person has a crazy story. Find me someone who doesn't have a crazy story. I was listening to a, a podcast with Tony Robbins, and I don't listen to Tony Robbins very much. Oh, I don't have much of an opinion about him, but I've um, I've heard a bit of his stuff, honestly. And Tony Robbins has got a crazy story, and, and it made me realize I've never heard a, just a pretty average story from a famous person. It's always an extreme life and if you know a little bit about my most recent hiccup with health, you'd know that I was almost hoping for it to be something crazy bad because I'm like, yeah, this is this is my story. This is this is my life that I understand that I will have to bear. And and what scared me a little bit was that that wasn't hard. That okay, it was. Don't get me wrong, but for me, I didn't think about it. I, I seriously didn't think about it. And. It was just easy for me to go with it because I trusted God. I, I knew that his plan was there for me. And really, I was just going through it. Um, I wouldn't say there was explicitly hard moments. The hardest moments were speaking to my parents, of course. But um, yeah, honestly, I mean, I think put someone else through that, it'd be the hardest moment of their life. But um, going going and training this morning was harder for me, honestly. So it's um, it's a very tough one to put into perspective don't get me wrong but being that person betting on yourself comes through actions now i've gone very off topic there but 
I don't even know if I should go through all that list today. That was kind of good thoughts. Um, let me see how long we're. Oh, we're thirteen minutes in. Okay, maybe not thirteen minutes for you guys. I've been recording for a bit longer, but um, hmm. Don't we do the episode, or do we just keep going with what I was saying? I honestly think we could just keep going with what I was saying. Let's go with that. I'm gonna keep doing what I was saying. I've actually got a few thoughts on my phone that may help me with a few other topics. So, uh, as I said, I've, I've had a, a lot of good thoughts recently. Now, yeah, I thought this one goes in quite nicely. So, in in that David Goggins and Tubman episode, David Goggins actually made quite a um, good analogy with sculpting. I don't... Maybe he even used the word sculpting as a reference. I can't remember too much, but... David Goggins uh, was was explaining how, I think it is, oh yeah, when someone tells him to do something, he tells him basically to F off. Now, what I then spoke about or thought about was, okay, when people try and sculpt my sculpture, they can F off. My result, my fault, because it's my sculpture. Imagine, imagine... You're a sculptor and you're at the workplace. Now, I don't know what it's like to be a, a modern day sculptor, but I can imagine they're in a, a room, probably garage, not too uh, dissimilar from what I'm in right now. And they've got their piece of rock and they're chiseling away at that sculpture. And say they've got someone on the other side of the room who is doing their own. And that person from the other side of the room comes over to their sculpture and they start chiseling away at their sculpture that they've been working on. Now, how do you think that person would react when someone else has come to chisel their sculpture? Even if they're doing a good job, how do you think that person would react? Now, I think that a lazy person would be okay with it because that lazy person is going to be like, oh, brilliant, they've done the job for me. But for me, and I think the right mindset there is my results, my fault, Everything that is represented here, the sculpture that I'm, I'm sculpting in front of me, everything here is my doing. And I mean good, bad, and ugly. The little fracture that I made on the side, me. The perfect indentation that I made on the eyelids, me. Everything you see here is me. Everything you see here is me. And when someone else comes and tries to tell me what to do, even if they're telling me the right advice, I would rather live it myself. And arrogant... Yes, um, but I'm, what I'm not saying is don't listen to them at all. You can listen to them because you need advice. You need to be steered down the right pathway. But acknowledging it, understanding it, you can try it, but you also have to live with If they told you the wrong thing and you actually try it, it's not their fault, it's yours because you didn't have to do it. They didn't make you do it. If they're saying, oh, Nick, you know... Use this, use this uh, chisel. It's it's a bit better, and you use the really small chisel that they gave you, and that's apparently what you're meant to break off big blocks off with. Which I don't know if it's true or not, but if it is, then um, small ones are for smaller things, I'd imagine. Small, fine, finer details. But if he comes over and he says, "Hey, Nick, use the really fine chisel, and that will get you a massive chunk off your sculpture," taking the shortcut, right? Uh, and then I'm like, "Okay, I'll give it a go." I take that chisel and I sculpt away 
and that's taken half my rock off. If I've got this massive like rock in front of me, and I just make one indentation, and that whole cut, the whole half of it's gone off. Oh no, it's gone. Do I blame myself, or do I blame him? Now, I would say the lazy man would blame him. But, did that guy do it, or did you do it? You did it. Now, this is a hard one to come to terms with. And people will struggle with it. And also, I've been there when I, when I blame that person. But what I, what I realize and what I'll say is that at the end of the day, he didn't do it. I did it. I listened to his advice. Therefore, I bear the results of it because I did it. My results are my fault. But also on the flip side, if he gave you that and it was the right thing and it took off the sizable piece that you wanted, then you've listened to good advice and your results, your fault. But you have to be selective here, right? Because you don't know what the end result is. So how do you experiment? How do you find out what the right the right way of doing it is? Informed decision, calculated, speak with them more, get educated. It's, it's tough because you only get one rock. You only get one rock to work with and you only get one life. Now, are you going to do a massive hit and risk it? Because we could go and give that... Um, analogy or, or example to okay you're at a party and guess what your friends get arrested because they did something wrong and because they got arrested you got arrested turns out you're in prison turns out that then has a knock-on effect can't be a, you can't be a businessman or whatever it's it ruined your reputation is that worth it even if that chance is one in a million are you willing to take that risk of taking that small chisel and hitting it ever so slightly so then half of your rock falls off are you willing to do that I would say no. Now, you could argue, Nitz, what about you take off half the rock, but in prison, you become a really good person because it was injustice and whatever. You're still missing half the rock, but you still make a nice sculpture. Well, you've made the best out of a bad situation, and you will have to do that a lot. You will have to do that a lot, but I would never risk, or I would try not to risk within my knowledge, breaking half my rock out, or a quarter, or even anything of that sort. Um, and it's not easy to do. I've probably done it without my knowledge many a time i've probably risked it and honestly i may have even done it myself where i've actually cut half a rock before i don't know that i don't know if i have or if i haven't okay but we're thinking when we're thinking about this analogy what does your rock look like have you taken half of it off i mean a lot of people my age they probably have to test the waters i say they're in their experimental phase or whatever that cringe saying is i hate that oh, that their experimental era i hate that it's just the most cringe thing ever because what they're doing is they're cutting off half their rock. And they say, oh, no, no, I just need to experiment. I need to see here, there, and, and learn what's right or wrong. Okay, inherently, we pretty much know what's right and wrong, okay? They get rid of half the rock, and now they've only got half the rock to, to use as their sculpture. And now, sure, they could make an, an absolutely marvelous piece, which maybe they couldn't have if they kept the whole rock. Sure, that's a very fair point, and they may as well. But statistically speaking... If it is one in a million who's going to make that, then there's 999,000 who won't do that. Now, again, I will give you the analogy that if one person was going to do it, so if one person was going to stuff up their rock and only have half a rock left and then make that into the best possible rock, that person would be me. Sure. But if I didn't cut off half my rock, I also would still be betting on me to make the most beautiful rock out of the one piece, that four piece that I had originally. So... That's where I come in here, and I'm saying, is it is it worth it to do these specific things? And and the party thing that I was saying about is that that whole thing that I just said then was 
kind of away from my main thought, which was about how I do not need to ruin my dopamine levels or receptor levels to something that I haven't earned. I need to earn everything. I need to struggle in everything. That's my pain. That's my gain. Everything that I do, everything that I see, everything that I touch, everything that I say is my fault. And that's good, bad, and the ugly. Everything, right? Uh, if you think that I'm unsuccessful, then I am. And, and, and wait, that probably didn't come off right. <laughs> um, what, I, what I'm trying to say is everything that I have done today is my fault, good and bad. And if you think that I have done things of which take away from me, then quite quite possibly I have. Now, I, I do also speak about everything within my knowledge. Now, I'm very aware that there are so many things outside of my knowledge that I don't know about, but I can all I, all I can say about that is that I'm aware of my unawareness and I have to be okay with my unawareness because a lot of the time it's actually not me, it's not worth me being aware on every single thing in the world. There's specific things of which I'll purposely choose to be unaware of or I will never go down because I know it's not worth my time or I believe that it's not worth my time. Again, I can believe or know, but really it's I believe because I don't know. Maybe it is actually worth my time. So all I can really truly say for definite is I'm unaware of specific things. I don't know if it's worth me exploring those specific things. All I can do is say I'm unaware, but I would like to believe that I'm doing the right things because it's only in... Uh, imagine an icon for every little single thought or belief in your brain and it's surrounding this whole room right now so I've got an icon here, 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 here millions of icons but that's only in my world there is I guess you could even give the, the like the solar system analogy if I was to say every single star that you see up in the night sky is my thoughts, my knowledge, that's all I know. But, guess what? It's bigger than that. You, the, the the billions and trillions of stars that you can't see, that's everything of which I don't know. Now, I would like to think the things that I do see are most important to me because they're, they're in my solar system, they're in my Milky Way. But everything outside of that, maybe it's not too relevant for me. But, I don't know, maybe there'll be a few things, a few comets that come into my Milky Way that crash into my Earth that are worth it that I didn't know about, that I never thought would have been helpful for me, but it's better for me to focus on the things that I believe I should do or believe I should know because that should give me the highest return on investment if you're being um, critical enough, being aware enough to your to the highest ability and, and you're constantly evaluating and evolving um, because you don't want to confine yourself too much to where you don't know anything and you're completely disinformed and you're, you're a bit daft. Um, but being aware of that is, I think, a massive thing. So now, if go on to another little point that I had. It was David Goggins. Uh, highs and lows. Now, if you've listened to an episode of mine before, probably don't remember which episode it was. Uh, oh, no the um Truman Show episode I talked about how viewing your life as, as if it's like a movie or a documentary where you're the main character now you may hear people give that analogy with like the main character of um a video game you should be the main character in a video and, and yeah I would say that I live my life like that now 
I also think about this, and this hit me a few days ago, maybe even a month ago now, and I often will post, not often, but I guess like once every one to two months, I'll post a little thumbnail of a Netflix series, and I say that that's the the Nicholas Craigford documentary, and I call it The Architect. And uh, it's very self-centered, yes. It's very egotistical, yes. But it serves as a point of accountability. And I envision a camera crew right now filming me as if there's a camera right there, which there is, conveniently enough. But that's only that's pretty much the only time other than when I'm training is there actually truly a camera on me. But I'm thinking every single moment from the, the minute I wake up to uh, the minute I go to sleep and even during my sleep, there's always a camera crew watching me and there will be moments where it's very boring. It's very monotonous. And there'll be moments where I'm self-deprecating even because I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I would like to think that I do most things in, um, in alignment with where I want to go. But there's things of which, I mean, if I was perfect, then I wouldn't be here right now. Like humans that we're all flawed. Um, people who you think are more perfect than others probably have a better mask of that but and I might have a better mask than than most people because I, I might be able to back it up with the things I say or I might be able to actually give it with evidence now I, I do think also there is a degree of people being uh, much more adherent or much more ethically uh, correct than others like if you were to compare um, a, a murderer to a priest then I guess naturally Ethically, the priest would probably be a little bit higher up than the murderer. But um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I would like to think that I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm, I'm on the pursuit of perfection, but perfection doesn't exist. But I'm on the pursuit to it. And what I was talking about in this point was now I'm not a scholar of the Bible at all, but I've realized just just reflecting one time, I wonder what Jesus' life was. When he was my age. Now, actually, maybe not my age, because I think that he was talked about when he was my age. But I'm talking about the years before. And I'm talking about, even when he was resurrected, there wasn't too much documented about him. Now, there was enough for evidence, I believe. But all these different things, in the journey of someone's life, and I think I can make this comparison in my head with um, the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, because I always try and um, watch that every few months. And... I was thinking about that there's so many parts of Michael Jordan's life which wouldn't have been caught in that documentary, which would have been up and down, but it always seems like a very consistent up. And I, I made that comparison with my most recent, you know, six months, you could say, ever since, oh, I guess it's even shorter than six months, but three months when, when I had the surgery and um, felt surreal, honestly, very surreal because I never envisioned that happening. But these moments in life make the good moments better. And it's almost like a similar uh, philosophy that I have with my rest days. These low moments in life that people have. Now, when I say low moments and have also compared Jesus in the same sentence, I don't necessarily mean low moments. I mean, essentially undocumented, uh, undocumented on, uh, irrelevant in, in, the, in the now or things of which are contextualized for a later moment. Now, what I mean, right? So Jesus is born. That's why they've got Christmas. Uh, brilliant. 
But then what happened in that, those few years? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. And maybe that is documented, but I'm sure not every single day of Jesus' life or every single moment or every single month, week or year was documented completely. I'm sure there would have been pretty low, uh, pretty low moments, pretty mild moments uh, for anyone, right? And the past four months for me, maybe maybe a bit less, honestly, but that that's that's my just going through the motions moments. Yeah, and I called those maintenance days. If you look at my journal, uh, I think for the first seven to eight months, it was sculpting day every single day. And if you don't know um, what, I, what I mean by the sculpting days, it's, it's my framework for um, getting better each day and, and the framework that I use in my journal, in the 2024 journal, which is a good journal. So um, you can get it here if I remember. Please think, remember to put the journal here. Um, oh, it's no, it's that side. It's that side. Put the journal here. Um, but anyways, my maintenance days, Michael Jordan had maintenance days. I actually always think Michael Jordan had too many maintenance days. Kobe, he would have had maintenance days. Ronaldo, he would have had maintenance days. And if those maintenance days stretch on for a long enough period, they make you get back in because you're so far behind. And honestly, I think that a lot of my reason for action was because I'm so far behind compared to a lot of people for football because I do really think that I am so far behind and it, it definitely helps me but it can also hinder me but I think that it helps me more than it hinders me um, and also that narrative has to change I have a purposeful narrative in my life that I am aware of and sometimes I'm not aware of these narratives but I also do work on my narratives a lot and I make sure that I do try and reconstruct them and, and, and work on these pre-narratives um, but yeah so you almost guilt trip yourself into having too bad of a day that the next day or the next month or the next year has to be better. And it has to be better. And the best, make sure it is. The worst, but I drop the standard. I guess the cooler, because, you know, it was meant to be the relentless book today. The cooler would drop his standards even lower. The closer would probably continue the same year. And the cleaner, they'd go from a maintenance to a sculpting day every single day. Now, pretty off track there honestly guys a bit of a crazy one um actually pretty happy with how it turned out i don't think i've done many of these off the dome episodes since uh november i think is when i did those uh, an episode every day so i haven't done many of them since normally i love to come with my receipts come you know with the brief in front of me read it out stats studies and whatnot but today off the dome pretty happy with it um but yeah guys uh unfortunately I think an episode most recently corrupted, which is why we didn't have an episode earlier in the week. Uh, it was with a guest, Sebastian Avanzini, brilliant guy, really enjoyed filming with him. Um, unfortunately, though, I think half the audio corrupted, which was really, really annoying. Maybe we might do another uh, 30 minutes just to catch up on there, or maybe we'll just upload the first 30 minutes. Still to, still yet to find out. Maybe we can also recover it, but um, really great episode. Hopefully, it's out at the end of this week or next week, but Thank you guys for listening and I will catch you. Maybe even the next episode will be going through Relentless because that's what today was meant to be. But I like how it went anyway. So I'll catch you later.
Thank you.